Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special guest in studio. You, you know, we usually do our guests via Skype because they just live all over the country. But our community and fellowship here at Godspeak Calvary Chapel, for those of you who know, I help run the pro-life ministry here at Godspeak Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks, California, upon the invitation of Pastor Rob McCoy over a year ago to move our family up here to really join a community of fighters, a church and pastor that actually supported the pro-life movement and was getting their hands dirty by getting involved to protect unborn children, to take back spiritual ground in California so that when we say what happens in California doesn't stay in California, that can one day be applied to righteousness rather than wickedness and the butt end of a joke. And so because of that, there are phenomenal people at our home church here in Thousand Oaks, people who are running for school board, people who are running for the water district, people who are running for city council, people who are running for serving in Sacramento, in the assembly, um, to be our voice for unborn children and for liberty, and parents who have just kind of reached their breaking point and, and want to begin getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so I wanted to bring on one of these very special people today. His name's Cole Brocato, just vote bro, uh, running for uh, California Assembly in the 38th District, which covers uh, parts of uh, Ventura County and a lot of this area that we're in. Um, and he's very pro-life, he's very conservative, and he's fighting against against this culture of death. And I just wanted to expose you to people who are actually setting aside their, their career and their comfort to pursue godliness, righteousness, and life in the public square, uh, not for accolades, uh, not for Fox News appearances, but for their posterity, their children, and the country we will hand down to them. Uh, so with that being said, Cole, thanks for joining the show, bro. Dude, thank you for having me. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm just blessed to be here. You're just vote bro, right? Just vote bro. Yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta get in there and fight. When I when we first met and I saw uh, you had a hat or a shirt that said that, mm. and and I thought it was like, just vote bro. Yeah. Like I was like, come on, just vote. And then I was like, oh, I get it. That okay, bro. Double entendre life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. We're, we're going to get in and we're going to have like the fun campaign. I mean, this is hard work and we're in a battle. We're in like a spiritual war, but yeah, right. it doesn't mean that we can't be happy warriors. Right. So we're going to get in there and yeah, yeah. We, can, we can poke a little fun at my last name and the, the <laughs> like hippie surfer hair. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Just yeah. vote, bro. Yes. I love it. Um, and you you joined Godspeak uh, Calvary Chapel. Cole, remind me, I think you think you told me the other day, uh, sort of during the time that Rob McCoy in the church was opening, was fighting back. Um, for, for people, a lot of people who listen, actually more Californians listen to this podcast than any other state, any you know residents of any other state. So for the majority of the people listening to this who are in California, who care about life and liberty, I always like people to get to know a little bit of kind of your, your background and kind of what led sure. you to actually take this huge next step. Share briefly just a little bit about uh, your background how you came to God speak and then how you ended up saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in the deep end here. Yeah. We're, so we're a, a Christian family. Um, my oldest has been in Christian school his whole life. And when the lockdowns and COVID, you know, came and took everyone's life by storm, they, they shut down the church and they shut down the schools. And, and you lived in Ventura County? No, at that time uh, we had a, a home in Santa Clarita. We do. So oh. For everyone that wants to know a little bit about me, I'm in construction. I did like real estate investing. We'd buy wow. distressed properties and fix them up, and we were living in one of them. And we uh, we were, you know, figuring out where we were gonna, you know, finally settle. And I'd lived in Ventura before, and when everything got shut down, thankfully I found Charlie Kirk, and through him, yeah. I found God Speak Church. I came once, went home. Brought my family, brought my wife to see it the second time on our car ride home. 
we decided we were selling our house and we were going to move out here to be closer to the church. And oh. the the rest is kind of history. We we uh, we were raised Catholic. My wife was, and so was I. And I'd never been baptized. Wow. And October twenty fifth, twenty twenty. My whole family, we all got baptized right wow. there in God Speak Church. Lifelong awesome. Christians just never, never took the leap and did it. Yeah. And we did it, and it's been off to the races ever since. So that's so cool, Cole. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Well, we have a similar story in that sense that the the courage of of our our home church here was so enticing and encouraging uh, that we're like, we're gonna go there. We're gonna join there. And it's been cool to meet so many people. And there's other people at God Speak who are running for for various offices as well. Maybe not necessarily at the state level. Um, but, but that's what you're doing. So what, what kind of led you to that point to say, man, oh man, uh, you know, I, from when we hung out, I, I kind of came away with the line, uh, don't ask, um, who the answer is you yeah. and, and you, you just sort of stepped up to the plate. Yeah. What were some things that led you to make this decision to run? One of, one of the big turning points, I coached my son's football team. And when the lockdown happened, we were still able to meet and do the conditioning and we were supposed to have a football season and it was supposed to be a month and a half of conditioning. It turned into four and a half months. And finally they told us, nope, we're canceling the season. And my son looked at me when I, I had to tell him with tears running down his face, he said, why dad, I'm not scared of COVID. We want to play. You're the boss. Go tell them that I get to play. Go up there, go get my pads and tell them my son gets them. He gets to play. You're the boss, right, Dad? You're the boss. Turned around and said, yes, son, I'm the boss. I'll, <laughs> I'll go tell them. I didn't know what that meant, but God's got a, he's got a way of using imperfect vessels. I got asked two days later uh, by the Ventura County GOP to run for state assembly. and. Wow. That was it. It was a big yes. I got tired of listening to people in city council or in the school boards and whatever. They always had somebody else to blame. Oh, that's not us. We don't deal with that. And the main place where everyone said, well, it really comes from Sacramento. And I said, well, if that's where it all comes from, then that's where I'm going. Yeah, so yeah. good for let's you. Let's go. Man. That's amazing. Um, I missed this uh, night we had at God Speak the other night. Um, for, so for listeners of this show, we, you know, we do lots of public engagement, public square events at God Speak. And one of them is this new initiative that some of the some of our friends are behind called Free Ventura, yeah. uh, just to get brave men and women, ideally godly, but brave men and women elected, um, starting with sheriff and other roles, to really make sure that any tyranny that comes down in the future will just be ignored by you know brave elected representatives and getting people engaged in the public square. And so we had some uh, people that were running for different offices up there, and they were asked about their. Uh, their positions on the issues, right? And so I missed the event, uh, but the, my my friend Micah at the church he texted me and was like, uh, "Dude, did you see uh, the questions and answers on abortion?" And I was like, "No, what happened?" And so I want you to share this uh, the really interesting story and encourage me and and reminded me to connect with you because I was so proud of you. But basically, they were asked their positions on abortion. And one or two of the guys were kind of squishy. One of the guys said, I'm super pro-life, except rape. Rape babies should be murdered. Okay, he didn't say that, but we all know what that means. And then you stood up, and the church was like, ah, uh, mildly clapping to his answer. And then you stood up, and you and, and then you shared something, and the, and the church lost its mind. It was awesome. So share a little bit about that and your heart for life. Yeah, it. you know, it. I can't believe that that was... The answer, it's such an easy answer. No, there, one atrocity does not mean that we need to commit another atrocity. Right. If, if rape is a death penalty, then why aren't we talking about the death penalty for the rapist? How come the baby has to die? That's right. And it, it, it's so weird that people get, 
you know, people get so hung up in in the weeds of these things. There's no reason to kill a baby. Period. <laughs> we we don't need to kill a baby. How how hard is that of a concept? But yeah. everyone wants to talk about these other things. So I just got up and spoke my heart. Said let's let's go after all these. If you want to talk about incest or medical emergency or rape or all those things, right. great. Those things are all awful. Let's deal with them. We don't need to murder a baby. That's and right. it it did. The church blew up and it's opened so many doors and it it's my heart my wife's pregnant right now we've got a little girl due on the 4th of July oh, I'm very so excited amazing. about that <laughs> um but we've we've suffered miscarriages yeah. we we've gone through it and that wasn't that wasn't a clump of cells we lost the baby yeah um and it's hard and you feel it and for anyone that hasn't stepped into you know one of the ultrasound rooms at you know at 6 weeks that is a baby. That's right. So I, you know, I'm I'm blessed to you know be able to be here and to talk to you and speak my heart. But I I hate that it's such a, a scary position for people to take. I don't think murdering babies is a popular stance. I think if we get out there and we actually you know speak truth to power and we stand up and be bold for the That's unborn, right. I think that you know the the tide is definitely ebbing our way, and it has to. What yeah. what you know, people yeah. talk about the atrocities of slavery from, you know, a few hundred years ago. Think about what people will talk about this generation as the baby murdering generation, you know, in the in the years to come. And that's right. I, I'm not going to sit back and be one of the people that stood on the sideline when yeah. babies are being killed. So. That's right. Good for you, Cole. Um, I think you're right. I think that and the polling has bared this out, too, that that most Americans are not pro-abortion through point of birth. They're not like, yeah, I love third trimester abortions, man. Like most Democrats don't. In fact, there was a 2019 Gallup poll, Cole, that said, uh, asked people their support for abortion based off of trimesters, right? Right. And only 12%, 12 or 13% of the American public, not Republicans, not Democrats, is 13% of the, of the country believed that third trimester abortion should be legal. Um, well, they are. Abortion is legal through point of birth because even in a more pro-life state cult that might have protections for the pre-born and like ban abortion after 22 weeks or something like this, um, the Supreme Court said that a, that a, you could you um, could access a late trimester abortion if um, failure to get that late trimester abortion endangered the life or health of the mother. And they defined health so broadly that it included social health, familial health. social and family health. It was was such a broad definition that if a woman is in a pro-life state but wants a third trimester abortion, she just has to say, it's affecting my family health. My husband and I are stressed out. We're having some arguments. It's it's affecting my health in that way. And then the the abortionist gets to define whether her definition of health is the appropriate one to meet the legal requirement to get a third trimester abortion. So people don't know this, but it's legal through all nine months of pregnancy. Um, for any reason or no reason at all. It doesn't matter what your reason is. And most Americans are not on board with that. They're not chill with that. But we're seeing the left overplay their hands so much on abortion. So in California, if, you're, if, you, know, if you end up in the assembly, sanctuary you, know, state. Yep, you know what they're pushing for. Uh. Turn this into a sanctuary state for abortion. And Newsom teamed up with these abortion supporting groups to create 45 recommendations, 45 different ways to take political action to turn this state into a sanctuary state for killing babies. Here were three or four of them. Uh, pay for the travel expenses of women coming out of, let's say, Arizona, maybe in the future, if Roe v. Wade's overturned. Pay them, reimburse them for their hotel, their food, their gas expense. Oh, and the abortion. Our taxpayer dollars would pay for her abortion. Oh, and her babysitting for her toddlers at home that she couldn't watch because she had to go kill their sibling. 
um, funds to incentivize people to become abortionists because shocker Cole guess what a lot of people don't want that career path right so incentives for people to become abortionists reimbursements for their loans for students who go to medical school promising I will become an abortionist and then they're saying well if you pursue the abortionist route hey we'll reimburse you we'll pay your loans for medical school as long as you promise to kill babies when you're all done um, these are some of the things that they're pushing crazy radical and now and we talked about this off air just now now they're saying we need a bill of rights for cats and dogs right democratic uh, assemblyman I forget his name Miguel something up in up in Sacramento we need a bill of rights for cats and dogs yeah. uh, while we become a sanctuary state for murdering babies right. so with all of this happening right now um, and you traveling and doing a lot of speaking and doing events is there anything you sense in the political winds uh, in this season that we're in that might be encouraging or no? Is it yeah. all discouraging? No, Talk to us a little bit it, about, about what November looks like for you and for the GOP and true conservatives. The the church is waking up, which is one of the biggest blessings from this whole thing is that they are. Everyone is is starting to realize, you know what, maybe maybe we weren't supposed to be pushed out of the public sphere. Mm. Maybe, maybe we are supposed to be contending for these things. Maybe with this overreach... For, Rob says it so beautifully. The church is the bride of Christ. There's no way you're ever going to tell a man that his bride is non-essential. How did we? How did we do that? How did they get away with that? Right, right. And it, you know, I can either be angry that so many let it happen, or I can just take joy that so many people are standing up to do the right thing now. And and that's what I would challenge everyone to do. It's okay to have been wrong at one point. It's okay to change your mind. Maybe you right. were you were pro-choice when you were younger because you didn't really know what that meant or you didn't know what that felt like as a younger person. It hadn't affected you. It's okay to change your mind now. Yeah. That's fine. We're not going to shame you. We're going to welcome you. Come on over and and be on this side. And that's happening. Yeah, that's people good. are are sent. You know, I was I was a lifelong Democrat, and you know, I still like that. I I you know, see myself as being a Democrat, but this party now isn't it. They were, they were Kennedy Democrats, which were pro-life, pro-God, pro-gun Democrats. It's not that way anymore. And I know people don't want to talk the two parties, but it's, it's so, there's so much evil coming. Colorado passed a law to expand abortion in their state while passing another law at the same time to protect the gray wolves. That's we're right. going to, we're going to protect animal species, but we'll kill our children. And That's, now, same thing here. Yeah, and, and they're pushing yeah. for a bill of rights cats for cats and dogs. And dogs. <laughs> like you said the other day on your on your podcast. What about the what about uh, what about canaries, right? <laughs> yeah. What about what about all the other animals? They don't get a bill of rights. That's pretty discriminatory. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so cynical. They don't yeah. care, it, and and because abortion is the sacrament of progressivism, it right. is the it is the the centerpiece yeah. of secular progressivism. It, it really does represent kind of their entire political philosophy. Um, which which is this fundamental rights are a creation of the state right not god this is the difference between positive rights and natural rights and we talked about this over coffee yeah. the other day as we wind down call i want you to share a, a, a wonderful analogy you used about like uh, in old like um yeah brave heart time yeah. i want you to give this beautiful example because yeah. it was a beautiful simplistic example to illustrate uh, the difference between positive rights and natural rights or positive law and natural law and, and the importance of standing on natural law but but you know abortion really sort of reveals the more deeply held premises of you know the secular progressive movement that's not leading us into progress whatsoever um because if you can remove the right to life from an innocent human being because their parents have labeled them unwanted right or the democrat party has labeled them property oh wait they've done that to another class of humans right and, and if you can just al allegedly remove that most fundamental right of all 
then there are no natural rights. And right. therefore, there are no other liberties that flow from the right to life. So now um, government gets to dictate and create these rights. But of course, this is very dangerous because whatever uh, rights the state grants, the state can also take away. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously these people have are crapping on the Constitution that they swore, swore to uphold. Um, but this, this idea between natural law and positive law um, sometimes is lost on people. They, they start getting it's sort of confusing to them right. and complex. You shared a beautiful analogy with me. Why don't you share that as we wind down? Because it, it encouraged me so much uh, as this very simple example of like, oh, wow, there is a higher moral order. Right. There is a higher being. There are rights that I have simply because I'm a human. Yeah. And when the state steps in and tries to take those or compromise those or attack those, I have not just the right, the but the obligation to yeah. push back. Why don't you share that? Yeah, it was uh, so full. Full stop. I'm a I'm a Mel Gibson movie fan. <laughs> Braveheart's one of my favorite movies. But it was it was this interesting analogy that I shared with with a friend of mine because he was talking about you know well we've got to follow the laws. Like if it's written into law, then it you know we've got well, to go with it. Squishy Christians say this too, Cole. Yeah. Right? Romans thirteen. Right? They say, Cole, you're a Christian. Romans 13 says to be obedient to the governing authorities. Right. And churches and pastors use this to tell their churches they had to obey every public health order and, and mandate that came down from that. From the what about when it absolutely <laughs> violates God's law? When I thought as Christians, we were supposed to be children of God first. We are the authority. Yeah, Rob covered it. Perfect. It says it right there. We, the people, are the authority. The government works for us. And the, the analogy from Braveheart just went, you know, Back in the day, there was Lord's right, Lord's right to the first night. And imagine this, uh, you know, on your wedding night, the Lord of the land could come in and take your bride and have their way the first night. And they did it, you know, to for breeding purposes, which is pretty disgusting and awful. But imagine, you know, if, if our state assembly being, if they'll murder babies, they'll do anything. So sure. imagine our state assembly goes, ooh, I like that. I get either the bride or the groom because, you know, it <laughs> goes both ways on the wedding night in my assembly district. And they all go and vote on it. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. So they pass it. Then it goes to the state Senate. The Senate's like, ooh, I want, I want dibs on the ones that overlap in my district. So we'll pass that too. They vote on it. Pass. It goes up to Gavin Newsom's desk. And Governor Gavin Newsom gets to, gets to say, ooh, I want, I want first pick wow. because it's my state. And he takes it, stamps it. That was a legal law passed through the legislative process. And obey the governing with his, authorities. Yeah. And with as weird as everything is with the Ninth Circuit Court, can't trust that they would overturn it. So it's a law. Are you going to follow that law? Can't argue with the governing authority? No, of course you're not. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. no way you are handing your bride over or any wife would hand their husband over to somebody else on their wedding night. We would never stand for that. That's right. Yet because they say abortion is legal, we're supposed to stand for that. Because they say it was it was legal, it was necessary to close the church but leave strip clubs open and all these things. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. At what point do we realize that we don't get to get rid of our our responsibility as human beings, as Christians, as shepherds of the earth, just because some bureaucrat turned around and wrote it down on a piece of paper. That's right. It, it doesn't make it a law. Yeah. And honestly, our constitution covers that. Yeah. We need to get back to, you know, if it doesn't meet the morality test, if it doesn't meet the common sense test, 
we should not be tolerating it, not for one second. Doesn't yeah, yeah. make any bit of difference just because somebody signed it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Really well said, Cole. I, I love that. Um, you know, and obviously the 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 political um, analogy isn't perfect, just because like we would take up arms if someone tried to come take our wife. You know, you can't take up arms against a pregnant woman. You can't throw her in the back of your truck and, sure. and drive her away from the abortion clinic. But the analogy works for this reason. There are natural rights. Yeah. There is a natural moral order yeah. that that supersedes uh, a political order, especially when the political order says disobey God or impedes on these natural rights. And and so if, if, if Democrats pass a law allowing you to r- rape a man's wife the night of his wedding night um, – and, and we wouldn't stand for that. Well, you, you could argue that abortion is significantly more evil than rape right. because uh, 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 rape victims are not usually murdered by the rapist, um, but babies are always murdered by abortionists. Yep. And the Democrat Party is the only party responsible for abortion on, de- on demand today. Uh, and well, so it's a beautiful example. And with the, the third trimester thing, I'm like, you know, I've, I've got two, two sons and I've got a third on the way. You know, if it's medically you know, the, the wife's medical health is in jeopardy in the third trimester. Far be it for me to say after 22 weeks, most babies can survive just fine outside of the womb. Why aren't we saying, okay, that's an easy C-section and C-sections are less harmful and less dangerous to the woman than the abortion is. And it's a hundred percent less dangerous to the baby. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You got a chance that the baby survives after a cesarean section. You've got yeah, yeah, no yeah. chance that the baby survives the abortion. That's right. What are we even talking about? Yeah. There is zero reason. So, yeah, that's I'm, good, I'm cool. glad that you're out here because you're, you know, the conversations that I have, I don't have all the answers and I'll, I'll be the first person to go. There's people that specialize in certain fights. I want to talk to them yeah. so that I've got the priority proper weaponry we yeah, want the full right. armor of god that's so right. that we can go fight this battle yeah, so yeah, that's right and and uh we 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 are certainly hoping and praying that that you're elected um let's let's finish with this cole um even if you get elected in november um a lot of conservatives who are more uh pessimists you know would say eh, it's not gonna make a difference cole california is so gone already they have such a super majority that even a brave pro-life conservative voice like yourself cole is not gonna be able to make a difference talk about the current um uh, br- uh, breakdown breakdown of the representation between Republicans and Democrats in Sacramento. Sure. Um, and then your thoughts on the likelihood of Republicans getting the to the number that gives us veto powers sure. uh, yeah. to stop things like sanctuary state for abortion. Absolutely. So the there's 80 seats uh, in the state assembly. Currently, it's 60 Democrats, 19 Republicans, one independent. 54 votes equals a veto-proof majority in the assembly, which means even if we didn't have Governor Mussolini in there uh, and we had somebody you know, with some common sense, we still wouldn't be able to veto anything. Right. But the good news is, is that's only seven seats that we need to flip. And since I'm going to Sacramento, I'm, I'm winning my race, that's only six more that we need. Right. And if we can get real Christian conservatives or at least people that believe in God's law that will get in there and will fight for truth, we can really make a difference. Even, even then, I, I was taught that with God on my side, I'm always in the majority. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get in there. We can still, we can still take bold action. Right. I'm tired of people saying, well, I'm, I'm in the minority, so there's nothing I can do. Sure you can. You can write legislation to repeal evil laws, yeah. and you can make people have to vote against it, put their name on it, 
And then you can go public with that. That's and right. you can say this person, you know, actually voted against this bill. They voted to keep this evil in office. Let's hold them accountable. That's and that's right. how we start peeling people out. Yep. Because the people of California don't even know that these laws exist. So many yep. Californians think that we vote on the laws. No, you vote on the legislature and the legislature makes the law. Yeah. So we we've got to we've got to get involved and just Good. get out, tell people about this stuff, be bold in your faith. It's the long game. Yeah. You know, p- people were like, "Oh, we didn't recall Newsom and get Larry Elder in there. I'm done. I I got political, mm-hmm. it didn't work. I'm done." Well, the left has been faithful for decades. That's why California looks how it looks. Uh, and so this is, I think, a, a groundswell uh, effort, and uh, it's going to require a long game of commitment to, yeah. to begin taking back spiritual and political ground. Uh, Cole, where can people connect with you and and support you leading up to November? Absolutely. Uh, so you can find me on all social media at Brocato for Assembly. That's B-R-O-C-A-T-O, the number four assembly. Uh, you, my website's real easy, justvotebro.com. I know Brocato is a little bit of a... A little bit of a headache for some people. So just remember the bro part. You'll be all good. Justvotebro.com. And yeah, reach out. We're we're a, a very open campaign. I've had a lot of people actually. The great blessing is from being open to people being able to reach out to us. We've got others that are running for school board, city council, all these things. Just reached out and asked, hey, you're not a, a politician. How did you do it? Yeah. I can share my story with them, give them a little bit of direction on how to go and Man, it's it's awesome. This is how we start this thing. Let's create a stable of of Christian conservatives that want to take back California. They don't have a chance. Yeah, wonderful. Thirty eighth district. Thirty eighth assembly district. Just vote, bro. Just vote, Alrighty, bro. awesome. Well, thank you, Cole. Thanks for joining the show, brother. Thank you, Seth. You're amazing, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Keep it up. We're praying you're you'll be there in November. Uh, thank you guys for joining the show today. Uh, just encouraging. I just I, and we'll do this again with other people, but. Uh, there are there are more mama and papa bears who are rising up and saying enough is enough, who have reached their line and are getting engaged. It's a hard job. It's a hard thing what Cole's doing. He's got kids. He's got a wife. You know, he's got this is not an easy thing to do. Um, but when we're faithful, um, you know, I think we, we're going to see a lot of fruit from people um, who just say yes to God. Uh, and see how they're used. And I think God's just looking for people who would say yes. And when the church wakes up and says yes, uh, then California will truly turn around and, and we can save the preborn and save this republic for our children. Thank you for joining the show today. Head on over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Give the show a rating and review. Let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. We'll put the show notes and link to connect with Cole Bracado so you can support him as well. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Unaborted. <laughs>